0: Oh, Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Nikki C. Super excited to have you guys here on another episode. We have an amazing calling all the way from Argentina, I believe. I hope I got that. As well as the Bomb Global LLC network. So I'm excited again to have you on here. So give me one second while I pull up his bio. So we have Francois, De Neville, and I hope I did not badger that because it's such a beautiful name. He is a former commando paratrooper, a husband, an adventurer, and an entrepreneur, and a tsunami survivor. As a high-performance coach, speaker, and author, he helps entrepreneurs, CEOs, and executives to master themselves, master their time, and create an epic life with their urge to bring
1: Hey, Niki. Friends, how are Hi, you doing? I'm doing great, thank you so much. And yes, you got my name right. And indeed, I'm in Argentina today. I'm in very close to, to Brazil, in the north of the country, in an amazing place.
0: Wow, how is the weather there right
1: now? Well, it's very gray and very rainy. <laughs> but it's nice. It's a lot of nature. It's very green around. And I'm just next to the Iguazu Falls, which is a very very special place uh wonder of nature
0: oh wow well i am literally sitting here freezing like my hands are icicles we are having every season here in philadelphia um throughout the week we've had uh a little bit i wouldn't say summer but kind of summer spring rain and stuff like that we haven't had a true winter yet so i'm okay too. so <laughs> Thank you so much for agreeing to come on. We had our virtual coffee and I was just intrigued uh, with your story when I first heard it on a mastermind that we were on. And tell us a little, are you originally from Argentina? If not, where are you from? What have you done? And um, then we'll go into what action that changed your mindset.
1: Yeah, so I am originally from Belgium. I served in the military in Belgium for about nine years. And then after I decided to quit everything based on this child dream that I had to go and explore and travel the world. So um, it's about a bit more than almost eight years ago now, I quit everything and I started traveling around the world. I've been living a nomadic lifestyle since then. So about seven years. Um, And so it's very an amazing experience. And I'm feeling very fortunate and grateful to be able to discover the world meeting new people, discovering new culture, and keep growing myself in the meantime.
0: Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what is a nomad lifestyle?
1: Yeah. So (laughs) I started more as a traveler. So I was just going from one place to the other, traveling, exploring, and I was not really working. I was really 100% of the time traveling, which was very fascinating. And then after my wife got a a job, uh, she was working in different international schools as a director and teacher. And um, so we lived for six months in Costa Rica. We lived for almost three years in Indonesia. And so this phase of life, we we're more like expats because we we're staying a long time in the same place. And she had a job in the country. And then after that, we decided to mix both. And so we became digital nomad. We put our, our businesses online. We both have our business and we also work together in business. And uh, so we can work uh, location independent, which is completely amazing because we can go wherever we want in the world and keep doing the work that we do so this is how it looks like like we go for a country in a country for like two, three months and then we go to another one and another one we follow the sun <laughs>
0: <laughs> i love it i, I love it and I, love, I always say every time i get on a plane when i'm going to an event or when i'm going to another location we say that the world is no matter where I'm at, I can be on a beach and I can connect with those that need me at the moment, that I'm servicing uh, anywhere. Well, obviously, when we go on vacation, we don't want to uh, think about work or business or anything like that. But the fact that you can and it can only take just a little, little bit of your time, it's just a beautiful thing to know. It's really so thank you so much for sharing that. I want it so there was uh, um in your bio, you said that you uh, had experienced a tsunami and, and I mean, I heard your story, but it was so uh, touching um to hear and really see um, just tell us a little bit how that experience was, what did it start did you go into how that changed your my- Was there a delay where you able to hear me?
1: Yeah, okay, I hear you now. Um, yeah, so this experience completely transformed my life. And I want to give you a little background of how it was before that and how it was after that, because definitely it was not the same. So just before that, I was traveling a lot. I was following all my dreams and I was taking a lot of scary steps. But although I was living a great life, I was always living in the future. I was always living in... What am I going to do next? What's going to be the next destination? What's going to be the next extraordinary adventure? And I was I was really constantly in the future. And I realized, well, I'm missing out a little bit on the present. But I didn't really know how to refocus myself in the here and now. And then one day I found myself in the wrong place at the wrong time. I was in Indonesia. It was in, uh, in September 2018 in the island of Sulawesi on the small city of Palu. I was there for a paragliding competition. Had a lot of friends when... When suddenly paradise turned into hell, an earthquake of 7.5 hit the city of Palu and, and destroyed the whole city. I was very, very fortunate to be, I was just leaving my hotel, which was on the coast when the tsunami, the earthquake hit. So I was like 25 meters in front of the lobby when the ground started shaking, like something I've never seen before. It was completely surreal and the hotel behind me completely collapsed i was terrified i'm not going to lie to you I, I i just did not know what was happening and when i realized like whoa there is an earthquake buildings are collapsing people are trapped inside i have to do something i need to help people and that was a very scary moment because i didn't want to die neither underneath the, the, the rubble and the debris falling from the hotel but i wanted to help people because i feel like well, we need to do something. I was so lucky to not be hurt by the earthquake at the moment. So we ran back to the hotel. I was with a friend at the time and trying to help people and I, I spotted a little girl there in, in the debris of the hotel and we climbed under the debris trying to get her to save her. And when I finally could take her in my arm and leave that place, I wanted to put her safe somewhere and come back to help the mother that I saw that she was trapped underneath big blocks of concrete. And so I ran away and I was thinking, I'm going to put her somewhere safe and nothing can collapse. Well, the beach seems the best way. And when I was running towards the beach, I saw this black line in the horizon. It was like, holy, there is a tsunami coming. It's funny because i would never seen that before, but I immediately know what it was. And actually, things started to make sense in my mind. Well, there is an earthquake. We're on the coast. Big chance that tsunami is going to come. So the tsunami came so fast, like 700 kilometers an hour. It was insane. I tried to look for shelter, but I was trapped between the tsunami coming and the collapsing building. I found a tree and I was like, I'm going to try my luck there. And so I threw the little girl up in the tree. I climbed myself in the tree and we waited for impact there. And those those few seconds in the tree were very life-changing for me because I remember this little girl looking at me in the eyes and I smiled back and said like, it's it's all right. It's going to be fine. But I'm not going to lie to you. I really thought I'm going to die. This is my last moment. I quickly take my phone and I wanted to call my wife and say, hey, I love you. And I'm sorry. I'm not coming home. Um, I tried to call, but the call never went through because all the antennas were destroyed. There were no uh, no network, nothing. And I'm glad it never went through because who would like to receive such a phone call? right? The tsunami came. It hit us like a yeah. truck. I was holding the little girl in one side, the trunk on the other side, holding as strong as I could. And and we survived the impact. We were very lucky that we were in the front line. So there were not so many debris in the water, but the wave destroyed everything. It was so impressive and so scary, but we were still alive. And the following weeks, I mean, the story goes a bit longer, just to say 4,000 people died a day. And I lost a lot of friends. And I went through this, this very dark phase of my life thinking, what's that all about? What's life all about? It felt so unfair. I felt so much anger, so much. I was so mad at life for whatever happened there. And I was trying to deal with this suffering and these dark thoughts. And days after days, I could just hear news of another friend of mine who was found dead underneath the rubble of a building. And it just kept going. Until one day, I really started asking myself, well, wait a second, because I'm still alive. I am still here. I got a second chance. And just for the people who, who didn't have a second chance, the people who lost their life there, I have the duty to make the most out of it. And that was the, the biggest mindset, mindset shift that I ever had, because from being a victim of this situation suddenly I became a survivor. And this is a very powerful distinction because the pain does not go away, right? But suddenly the meaning, the perspective I had on this event completely changed, right? Instead of saying, why me? That's not fair. Why them, etc., Like, well, I'm alive. Let me make the most of that second chance. And so that's the day I really promised myself to live every single day of my life to the fullest and to inspire others to do the same because I got very lucky. It was a miracle that we survived that. But I know not everybody mm. will receive a second chance. And we, we sometimes think that we are immune to bad stuff in life. You know, like a car accident, never happened to me. A cancer, never to me. Uh, a tsunami, I was the first one to think, never going to happen to me, right? We always think that we're going to live forever. And humans have this difficulty to accept their own mortality. Death is still a bit taboo. When we talk about death, people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Let me live. Yeah, all right. But death is one of the, the most important teachers in life because it reminds us on the shortness of life. And it's also really shaking us to think like, hey, you don't have all the time that you want. You don't have all the time that you think you will have. Who knows? Maybe tomorrow is the last day. Maybe it's next month. Maybe it's in 50 years. I don't know. But what are you going to do about it? You, we cannot control time but we can control what we do during the time that we have. And so if we remember that we don't have forever, we can decide to stop living with the illusion of infinite time and to stop postponing our best life for later. And to me, it was such an insight. And although I thought I was living a best life ever before, I realized, whoa, I'm still living in the future. No, I realized the only thing that I really have is the present. You know, when I was in that tree... I was not thinking about my bank account, my new businesses, et cetera. No, no, no. I was just thinking about the people in my life. I was thinking about the smiles. I was thinking about the emotions and the feelings and those experiences that I shared with others. And I said, like, you know what? I'm going to live so that I never have to make this life, this last phone call. Because the last phone call that oh. I wanted to make to my wife, I should not have done that. She should have known. If i die tomorrow i want my brothers my parents my grandparents my friends my colleagues whatever i want them to know that the people in my life i appreciate them i'm grateful for having them there i want people to know that i don't want to live ever again to have to make this last phone call and this is something i just want to share with everyone as well i usually like to tell people just by the way take your phone send a text to someone just say hey i appreciate you are in my life we don't share those things enough. Why? Because we think we are forever. And then suddenly we have regrets. You know, So it really changed my whole mindset. This event actually changed my life for the better. Although it came with a lot of suffering. And I'm not going to lie. I still have nightmares about it. Right? It, it, it's something that was profoundly traumatic. Right. Now, I don't really suffer from it. But the pain is still there. The pain is still there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And going with this, I was, you know what? I'm going to make the best of my life. How do you do that? You know, like, how do you make the most out of it? That's such a question. Oh my goodness.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that story. I know when I felt it, I got chills. I even got chills this time around because it was actually in a little bit more detail because we didn't hear about the debris, about the impact, about you looking at this little girl's eyes, about you trying to make that last haul, which, you know, when you said um, thank God it didn't go through. I I was thinking the same thing, like someone doesn't want to hear it, especially if you don't, or you don't have a decision on if you survive or not, you know, um, unfortunately we never want to not let them know, but because, you know, I mean, you're away, you know, they're they're expecting you and, you know, a phone call would have been nice just saying, hey, this is what I'm going through. But then, it's like a catch 22 like it it it's good in a way because they know what to expect and it's good in a way because maybe nothing's gonna happen right yeah. um, but thank you for sharing that um, it's so powerful it's so powerful how you. I understand that it takes you through a dark place and that's something that you'll never forget. It, it's your life story. And you're, I'm sure you're repeating it over and over as you, you know, coach people, as you talk to people, because they know where this mindset comes from. Sometimes yeah. the story behind it, there's some type of story that got you to um, is going to overcome any obstacle. If you're, especially if you're in that coaching space, in that motivation, uh, doing this, we have to go through some stuff to even understand what our purpose is, what our life is and how we want to live and how we want to be known when our time comes. And I love when that, um, you, you want, everyone to know how much you're loved and to make that text. And I've been out of corporate America for quite some time. Uh, it's actually going to be three years this year. And those people have, you know, they've came to my wedding. They have um, shared just monumental moments in my life. And I always make time, no matter how busy I am, to tell them how much I appreciate it. I'll tell them that mm-hmm. I'm thinking about them. Family, friends, uh, it, it's just a part of life. And it's, it's definitely something that doesn't take a lot of effort away from your time, um, yeah. Especially, you don't even know if they need that. Uh, there's plenty of times where I said, Hey, hope your day's going great. Send them a nice quote, a photo. Just I'm thinking about you and they'll respond like Nikki, this came at the right time. Like I was just feeling down. I was just not feeling myself and you nice. don't know the impact that you have. So thank you for like shedding a light on all of that. I- I'm so intrigued with, you, you know, you're speaking and everything that you do and, what you are motivated to do, and unfortunately, it took this experience, but you've embraced, you've embraced it, you made it your story, and and you're coming, you know, staying Sorry. in the present at all. Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're staying in the yeah. present, and that's what we need to do. We need to stop moving so fast. So we're we're gonna take a we're gonna break from, and then we're gonna come back, and we're gonna touch base. So that you have going for sharing we'll be right back hi my name is jose escobar and i'm the founder and ceo of the connected leaders academy we're a growing tribe a community of entrepreneurs all over the world globally all across the country high performers titans of industry if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally scale your influence Develop your skill sets. Move the needle in your business. More clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line. And, of course, grow your circle and your network like never before. This is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol, J-A-S-C-O-25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, we are here with Francher, and we are going through uh, his life story through a tsunami that actually changed his worldview on how he moves in his life today. And again, uh, again for joining the Bomb family and bringing your story here and you know what you're about. Um, you're- programs your coaching programs what after this uh transition and uh you moving to argentina and what is your work now what's what's going on let us know
1: yeah so thank you so much and i want to link that first with the, the mindset that really changed for me and how this can apply for everyone in a leadership position is that when we live we tend to live with this illusion of time right but the thing is is that success doesn't just happen and it's valid for everything. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a leader, success doesn't just happen. I like to say that your business is the reflection of who you are. So if you want to become a better leader, you have to become a better person. Brendan Bouchard said, if you want to have more, you have to be more. And to me, this is one of the biggest leadership mindset, the leadership principle, like to be a great leader, you first have to become a great person. You have to become a role model and helping others to become the best version of themselves by you becoming the best version of yourself and this is the work that i do with people i really help people to elevate the business through self-mastery and it just means that to being committed by improving yourself can be committed to go to excellence now the funny thing is that most people most people in a leadership position a higher position they're like well they're trying to fix the team they're trying to fix the system they're trying to fix the software but really they take the time to actually look at themselves because it's not comfortable. It's always more comfortable to change what's around you than to new yourself in the mirror. But the thing is, it, you cannot just avoid it. You're gonna have to become a better person, a better role model, if you want to increase your influence, your prof- professionalism, your productivity, your performance, right? And so. My work is around personal mastery. I support people to step into their greatness, to show up in a way they've never done before. And yes, it's uncomfortable. And yes, this is not really what I wanna hear. And yes, sometimes they sweat, sometimes they hate me. But that's the work that is required if you wanna be a leader. Because when you're in a leader, it's the ultimate selfless position, right? When you're in a leader, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm on the spotlight. No, 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 no. When you're a leader, it's not about you anymore. When you're a leader, it's about the people you serve. And so if you think about it that way, how can you be there for others if you don't have your shit together yourself, right? In that sense, personal mastery and excellence is the way to effective leadership and just becoming a better person. And so that's what I offer one-on-one. I also wrote a book called The Illusion of Time, 11 Lessons on How Not to Suck at Life. And I really wrote this book to help people understand that we don't have all the time we think we do. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. And so it's about the core message is stop postponing your best life for later and do it just right now.
0: Oh my goodness. That is amazing. I love your perspective when it comes to when it comes to fixing yourself first or working on yourself that self-development is so powerful and sometimes we tend to forget that when we get that title when we get that role it's truly truly never about us it's always about people we serve and very quickly when when you get into the space of entrepreneurship as a coach, because you want them to succeed. You want them to be the best versions of this themselves. You want them to believe that whatever gifts and talent that they were given, that they use it as they're supposed to. So it, it, it yeah. definitely, and you know, how can you teach someone or how can you share or motivate someone if you're not motivated yourself, if you, You don't have the proper tools to uh, conduct yourself in a way or build yourself in a way that, you know, it's just not a good match. And, And I'm all about that. You can't build other leaders without building a leader yourself. But I have to add that you are not a leader unless you build other great leaders. That, that's first and foremost so thank you so much for shedding a light on that uh that's my love language i 100 percent am aligned with that mission and mm. the coaching it, it's something that it, it's just within us it, it's something that you, you possess and when you see and i love the way you said just get your shit together it, it, it's so true that that is true <laughs> Um, So how do some of the challenges you have when to you and say, you know what, this is too hard. Uh, I don't think I can do it. You know, what am I doing wrong? Like, how do you help your clients get through that, that limiting belief that they can't do it?
1: Mm. First of all, by confronting them. And this is, you know. We tend to be, our our mind is wired to go away from pain and discomfort and toward pleasure. And that's why that we don't listen to the cues around us. I like to say, listen to the bank accounts, listen to the scale, listen to the pull up bar, listen to the mirror. They don't lie. They tell you the hard truth. And it's probably not what you want to hear, but it's probably what you need to hear. And so I guide people through these four phases. The first one is awareness. Because if you don't know what you don't know, I mean, it, it doesn't work out. You need to have to take the time to have a reality check. And it's very hard to do it yourself, especially when you're a leader, because you don't really have an accountability structure around you. You're usually surrounded by your yes culture. And so it's very tough to have this reality check. So awareness is the most important. And after when you are aware about where you're at, it's taking ownership of it. And this one, ooh, this one is a difficult one as well because maybe you're aware so- about something and saying like, hey, it's my fault or I have some responsibility in there because it's, it's not always your fault. But you always have a responsibility in either in how you respond to the situation or maybe you created the situation, right? I like to say with this one, nobody is coming to save you. You're going to have to empower yourself to create the change that are necessary. So you can show up in the way you want to show up and then come action. So with the ownership, changing the identity, changing who you are, so your actions are automatically aligned with who you want to be, taking action and action, but it doesn't happen in just one time. So you have to build self-discipline, which means to take consistent action over time. And there we go a lot in the excuses. There's one chapter in my book that says, you can be great or you can make excuses. But you cannot do both at the same time. You're going to have to choose. And so there is a lot of confrontation in that. But to me, this is how we grow. We grow through challenges. So I really combine what I learned in the military, in the commander of paratroopers, I was a platoon leader there, and the concept of high performance. I bring that together to deliver something that's not always comfortable, but transformational.
0: second. I was just going to ask you a few, Terry, how did that mold you to being the coach that you are today?
1: Could you say the question again? It cuts for a second. Sorry.
0: I was, yeah, I'm not sure what is the connection. I don't know on whose side it is, but it's okay. We're going to go in because this is life and sometimes the internet doesn't like us and that's okay. We're going to keep going. Um, um, uh, I'm glad that you, your because I, that was actually my next question, the military experience mold and ex, uh, um add all. Should, should one more time
1: one more time I think I'm so sorry I don't know what's happening
0: It's okay. Did the military mold your coaching style?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. So what I learned in the military is to show up at your best no matter what, to show up with excellence, to strive to nothing but the best, to hold yourself to the highest standards. And when I was a platoon leader, I really realized it's not about me. It's about the people I lead. And so it's important, I really, like I give them the successes and I take ownership of the failures. This is what the leaders means. And it was difficult at first, you know, in front of the, plat- of the platoon, like you want to be, I'm leading all of them thanks to me. And I realized, no, 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 I'm getting it wrong. Thanks to them, we can accomplish the mission. Right. And, and so a lot of, it shaped a lot of my mindset. It, it helped me to build discipline, to keep thinking straight when there is a high stakes situation. To keep showing up as my best, no matter what, as I just said. And to know that it's really, it's not about you. It's a collaboration with the people that you lead. And as a leader, you are at service of others. That really changed completely my way of looking at leadership. And so that's what I use to empower people to become a better leader by just becoming a better role model. And I think my ultimate goal is like, when you just show up somewhere, not even by saying anything, but the way you're being, you inspire people, right? I like to say that it's not about what you do, but it's about how you become. And so that's why I love to to work a lot on the being, because the moment you are a different person, the moment you are stepping into the being, your actions are, are really aligning with who you want to be and your behavior as well. And so this is the most important, because we don't want to check boxes on a checklist. No, we want to change who we are at the core to become more aligned to the best person who we want to be.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, there's something about and I have military in my family as well and one of my uncles he is straightforward, no nonsense, you know, this is what uh, needs to be done. This is how you should look at life. So I, I just love, and a lot of the people in our communities, which are uh, where they're they're, they're um, those skills that were taught and the to really help people, uh, really find one who they are, how to be able to. to to take a chance on themselves and really work on themselves in the best ways possible through structure, through strategy, through discipline. And and I'm glad that, you know, that that's just some amazing traits and characteristics that you have to have to become a leader. And I'm not saying everyone needs to be from the military and those that are not can't do the same, but it's all about the ingredients that you possess within you. And, you know, uh, the more books you read, the more Self-developed and take on the more events that you attend, that is showing someone else. So, thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you. I, I think, think people get a hold of you. Yeah, people can connect with me on LinkedIn. This is the, the best way to, to chat. And I would love just to have new connection. I'm always happy to meet new, extraordinary people, share ideas, exchange ideas, and just be inspired by other high achievers who are out there and in the audience today.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Mindset Podcast. Uh, you can connect with... Um, LinkedIn, or you can check out his website, which is, oh, and purchase his book, 11 Lessons to Not Suck at Life. I love that. title actually, Mm -hmm. that's genius, uh, because none of us want a life. And I think that is a book that I'm actually going to go and purchase like right after this, um, because I I just love those unique ways of really, you know, life does not have to be as hard as we make it out to be. Life is actually fairly simple and it's just the choices that you make for yourself. Um, and, and without playing that, uh, or walking life with that victim mentality or why me, um, when you start to see what I can do better and change that language and how can I fix myself and how can I serve? It's a totally different ball game. So, and I yeah. think that's exactly what you exude. Um, um, I have this conversation. I hope that it's clear because I have you back. Um, and I hope that I can see you in May. Um, uh, have some chat about that. Uh, uh, super excited and thank you guys again. Connect with him at the website below on LinkedIn. And and we connected what a weeks ago, and I was just yeah. intrigued with his story, and I said, you know what, I need. Uh, amazing leaders uh, in my circle. And it's just been a great, you know, great as well. And I can't wait to see what we can do together. So any words for our audience that you want to leave them with?
1: First of all, I'm going to say thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me today and helping me to share my message and support others. Um, There are two things that I would like people to leave with. The first one is stop postponing your best life for later. And the second one is commit to excellence. It's a lifestyle. It's just a daily routine that's going to lead you to somewhere you cannot even imagine. So thank you again.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for saying that because that's actually the mission of Empower to Inspire, which is May 20th. Here, connect with us on that level and, you know, be part of the Empower to Inspire. You are going to confidently leave at the end of the day with the right tools and everything that you need to be a uh, successful and stop taking that time. There's never going to be a perfect time. The time is now and you just have to believe it. And we're going to get these speakers to make sure that uh, you believe in yourself as well, just as I believe in all of you. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset podcast. I'm your host. Have a great day. And as I always say, make it count.